once we got to the hospital and seeing my daughter for the first time, I mean, it is the most amazing feeling in this world. And that's like, I mean, if there's any witness of, of God and Jesus, it's like that moment when you're like, holy cow, like this is my little girl, like she's here. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. We are back and this is a special Father's Day edition. And because it's so special, we got a special guest in the studio tonight. <laughs> Mr. Jamie Hanan. Yes. What's up, Jamie? What's up? What's up, fam bam? So just as a as a uh, introduction, right? Obviously, PBK is father sons. Well, Jamie happens to be part of the family. He has married our my daughter. I couldn't say our daughter because that would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he married our daughter Bria back in November of 2018. So Jamie is um, new husband, a new father, um, and uh, new to the faith as well. So the the inspiration as we get started with this is really. Uh, came to my heart as we were, um, we gave you all a, a week's break, right, to kind of get get situated um, with everything that's going on in this world and just catch a little bit of a breather, but um, we're back at it and we figured, uh, you know, this is Father's Day weekend, um, why not talk about fatherhood and faith and the connection between both, and it was just great because Jamie and, and Bria are visiting with our granddaughter from um, Arizona, which they recently moved to from Cali, and we just had... Uh, baby Isabel baptized yesterday, praise be to Jesus Christ. And so there's a lot to talk about. And so we're just going to kind of unpack that there. And really, it's more of a conversation and dialogue to talk about faith and fatherhood. Now, let me just kind of set, uh, set this up in the sense of the importance of both those two. Fatherhood in particular, um, there's a challenge in today's world just because most of our children today are being born into fatherless homes. We know that, the, you know, think about the work that you do and the mental health that we, what you, Bria and mom do, that, you know, with these kids being born into those situations, they're just more likely to, you know, have issues across the board, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's, um, you know, head to prison, whether it's being, you know, uh, sexually promiscuous, whether it's suicide, you name it. You, you have the chips stack against them. So fatherhood in a very specific way um, uh, affects and influences and impacts the world at large in our culture. The second piece to that is the faith in fatherhood is that most of the time um, studies will say is that if the father is not involved, engaged in the faith, more than likely the kids won't be either. I'm a, I'm a living witness to that. And so is the data is speaking to that as well. So we kind of just wanted to, to kind of lay that out. And, and, you know, having Jamie here is also a blessing as well to be able to speak to your experience, because especially as a convert, mm -hmm. right, as a convert. So where, where should we start? You boys, you guys, boys want to kick it off at all? I was just going to add, um, like you said, in the mental health realm, I think I was talking to um, one of my colleagues at work and he had to do an assessment for a, a kiddo and um, both parents were there in the assessment. And that was like a rarity. Like we were talking about like, wow, like the whole family was there. Mm. And the odds of, for me, the odds of a two parent home is it's very low. Um, and so, like you said, there's, there's an issue with that. There's an issue with not only the fathers being present, but when they are present, they're usually not doing much. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like let the let the wife take care of everything, mm-hmm. and I'm just chilling. I'm doing my thing. I'm working, or you know, I'm engaged in whatever I'm engaged in. Um, so I, I think it's good to kind of bring that up. Like, what is you know true fatherhood? What does it mean to us? How can we um, live that on ourselves as we aspire to be fathers? And then, um, especially uh, intertwining our faith in that because our fatherhood would be empty without it. Yeah. I think the other thing that we talked about as we were preparing for this show is the very fact that, you know, Keone, you're headed off to be, you'll be married this October. Miko, you're recently engaged and be bar- married next year. So uh, the reality of this topic obviously is going to hit home in a very real way soon. Real way. So Miko, you got anything to add? Yeah, I think the effect of a father's homes is pretty evident. And um, especially as I, um, look out into the world and look into my peers and things like that. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, false rebellion and just the youth and that entire culture. And we can see the insecurities that are left because of uh, fathers not being prevalent or fathers just not being good fathers. And so I think that's a super huge thing that I see with a lot of people and why they tend to gravitate, uh, gravitate towards certain music or want to portray themselves a certain image that's really not them, but they're trying to fix something that they have and they're not understanding what that is exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's a huge thing that we need to address. And I think it's one of the biggest um, failures of our society is fathers not being in the home. Yeah, it's a, like one of the things we don't talk about the most, I guess. It's like the smallest topic of all time, especially within the media. No one cares about it. Um, the <coughs> nuclear family is not ahead of our agenda. Um, I don't even think it's on the agenda at all. If you look at where people are, are focused on, and it's a shame, and I don't think we truly understand the impact that fathers, parents, um, their marriage, their faith, what they do has on has on kids and divorce and all that kind of stuff. Because I guess the reality is that it's probably likely that they didn't have that or their divorce, and so they're not going to talk about it because they don't want to face facts or whatever, like, or whatever it is. But um, it's definitely something that we need to address and do a better job of as men. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about fatherhood first. So, Jamie. You know, you're new. You're new to the to the fatherhood gig. Mm-hmm. Isabel just turned six months this month, mm-hmm. and you speak from your experience. What's it been like for you? Yeah, for myself, I think the most important thing is, you know, being a father and, and a new father. It's just instilling a sense of trust in my daughter, like making sure that she knows that, you know, um, if she can trust her father and knows her father's guiding her in the right way. I hope that as she goes forward in life, that she'll find a man similar to myself. And, and so uh, my goal as a father is to make sure she knows how should a man treat me? How should I, um, you know, how should I um, be taken care of? What should I expect from, from a man? And I think, um, you know, so many today that go without fathers can't understand really, or don't respect themselves because they don't understand, you know, what they should demand from others. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to the faith part, like I don't ever want my daughter to look at me like, um, you know, like God or, or like, um, you know, glorify me in, in that sense, mm-hmm. because I won't be here forever. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave this earth. And uh, I know that Jesus and God will take care of her when I'm gone. And so like, I want to make sure that she has that instilled in her, that faith, because when her father leaves, uh, my job is to make sure that Isabel is strong enough and understands faith enough and uh, is is understands respect so that when I'm gone, she still feels me and still feels um, that she can, you know, um, 
get through life mm -hmm. the, the right way. So how has it been? Um, obviously, mom and I were there with you uh, and Bria as, you know, in labor. What was mm -hmm. it like for you, the moment? So you have, maybe you can go back, right? Like yeah. finding out mm -hmm. you were going to be a father. Yeah. Um, and then the moment of like the reality, like she's here now, and yeah. she's out of womb. Boom, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so finding out was probably, I was in shock. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you serious? And then, uh, and then, you know, obviously um, the, the shock set in and I was proud. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to be a father. And I felt that sense of proud, uh, proudness. And then going on through the whole process and like you start to build on your own marriage through the process of going through having a child and, and taking care of your wife even more because you know, she has this baby inside of her and she can't do everything that, you know, she, she used to be able to do. And so mm -hmm. making sure that she's nurtured and taken care of. And so you only grow even deeper in love. And then you see your, your wife taking care of this, this at the time, I didn't know if it was a little girl, a little boy, but you know, you're, 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 um, you know, you're, you just grow in respect in the marriage. And then, uh, finally I found out that she was a little girl and, uh, and I was having a girl and I think every, dad out there knows that when you get told you're having a little girl you just your heart melts and you just know that you know like this little girl is going to look up to you like they're superhero and they're gonna they're gonna need you for the rest of their life and so that feeling uh and then once we got to the hospital and seeing my daughter for the first time i mean it is the most amazing feeling in this world and that's like i mean if there's any witness of, of God and Jesus, it's like that moment when you're like, holy cow, like this is my little girl, like she's here. Um, so I think like, you know, just, just to kind of nail on the head, that, that whole, the whole process not only brings you closer together as a married, married couple, but it, you know, it's something that's unexplainable um, in, in your entire life and yeah. it's amazing it's funny because those of us who've who've been there and done have done that know exactly but you can never find the right words mm -hmm. outside of amazing awesome <laughs> right yeah. like and indescribable yeah. right as far yeah. as as part of that um but it is it it does speak to it's it's great that you bring that up jamie because when you talk about like the the creation of life and what that does like to say wow uh, you know, and I, I often say this whenever I'm trying to describe the love of God, that if you look throughout this in scripture, the the most common metaphor used from Genesis all the way to Revelation is what marriage. Mm -hmm. And specifically, you think about, uh, you know, we just celebrate we're coming off a whole bunch of solemnities and feasts and we celebrated right um, Pentecost. And, and we know that, you know, the Holy Spirit is that spirit, that love between the father and the son. And when you and Bria see Isabel, baby Izzy, you see now your love made visible. So that invisible love that you two know at a deep, it's like, I, you know, I look at the boys and I look at Bri, and it's just like you see that, that love made visible. And there's nothing more to speak to God when you actually co-create life like that. So that's a beautiful, beautiful witness to that. Boys, what you got to say on that? Uh, I thing that came to mind right now is just the idea of a sacrament. And I think Father Tom yesterday at the baptism was talking about it, like his grace made visible mm -hmm. as a sign. And that's what it, the sacraments are, whether it's, you know, baptism, the waters, right? You making things, he makes things visible that his grace is, you know, often communicated invisibly to us. Mm -hmm. um, the Eucharist, the, the holy oil and confirmation, whatever the, the sacrament is. But then you talk about, like you said, the sign of, you know, marriage and the love that you two share. 
and then you create like a human life and that love is now visible mm-hmm. and that's God's grace. Like he gives, he allows you to have a share in creating life. Like just think about that for a second. And I think God, you know, that's why the marriage, uh, marriage is a sacrament in the, in the Catholic church because you are allowed to participate in the creation of life. You're able to give a visible witness to the Trinity, like the love of the father and of the and and the mother it's there's a creation now and and that's just the witness and i think that's why it's super important as you read throughout scripture that's why there's the wedding feast of the lamb that's Mm -hmm. why it's the wedding at cana it's even in the old testament it's it's always there um so i I think that's really cool Mm -hmm. yeah i think one of the um, more powerful things about fatherhood is uh how much it can almost convert people um just that experience alone Mm -hmm. and especially just seeing that life created because i mean the reality of you being born zero point zero, you know, as we have to say, you got to have some strong swimmers. That's what we say around here. <laughs> you got to have the strong swimmers, and um, scientifically speaking, of course. <laughs> um, and so, I think like the most recent example, we were, one of the uh, political guys I like is Gavin McInnes, and this guy who I, I had no clue was Catholic, but talked about basically his conversion, starting with. Uh, he was agno- uh, atheist and then agnostic. And then when he had his um, kids born, he realized, you know, there has to be a God. This is just too insane for there not to be. And I just find that super beautiful and um, and crazy. And um, yeah, I just think it's gonna be wild one day to experience that. And yeah, I'm super excited for it. That's one of the reasons why I'm getting married already next year, uh, 21, even though people like to say, don't you wanna wait? Uh, no, no, no one wants to wait. Uh, let's get her going here. <laughs> And I hope we got some strong swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. Uh, switching to you boys too. What do you, um, and then I'll, I'll throw it back to Jamie just on um, speaking of fathers, fatherhood and what, what is our favorite thing about fatherhood at this point? But Keone, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, speaking of fatherhood, I think Izzy's over there in the background. We can we can hear baby sure. Izzy. So shout out there to baby is. Izzy. And, um, you guys and get a special treat. There's, yeah. two, there's two <laughs> guests here. <laughs> yeah, there's two, yeah. guests. two special guests. Um, and she's she's definitely uh, she's definitely in studio, whether we uh, we plan for that or not. Uh, but Keone, what are you uh, what are you most excited about with regards to marriage and, and fatherhood? If God blesses you that way. Um, well, I mean, marriage is its own beast. But when we talk about specifically fatherhood, just for the sake of the topic, um, I think the thing I'm most excited about is just like to see the growth of my child and then to just witness that. Mm-hmm. Like not only developmentally, but like in their faith, you get to witness the first, right? And, and, and whatever that may be, you get to witness that. You get to be the first teacher. Like at the end of the day, when they leave the home at 18, whatever the age it is, their idea of God was pretty much based on how you lived your life and what you instructed them. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge responsibility, but what a gift that is. Mm-hmm. It makes men, men. You know, it's no longer about yourself and it's about grinding and making that money. No, it's you have a life, a soul that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. And it really brings you outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for that. And I think the other thing that I'm most excited about is just the honor and the privilege to be the priest of a home. Mm. Like we talked about it, I think, in, an, in another episode, just with um, the devil and, you know, we talked about fatherless homes and the impact on society and, and, um, but it's also spiritual. Like mm-hmm. the devil, it, this is actually purposeful because the, if you get the man out of the home, you're getting the priest out of the home. And they're more, the family is now more liable to have the devil disrupt and create chaos and then target those souls because the father's not there and they know that they can infest into that home. And it's very legalistic, right? We know the demons, they act in a very legalistic way. They have to follow certain rules because God allows in his permissive will to act. 
within his scope, right? He can crush them at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for me to be able to bless my future wife and to bless my kid and to have that, to be able to pray with them, to know that like God is giving me the grace to be the priest, that's so humbling, but it's like, it gets me pumped up because mm-hmm. like, what a what an honor, but like, let's do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really excited about, you know, just, uh, I think it's going to help me mature. Um, and then it, I think it's, you when you have... And I, obviously I can't speak to it for yet, but when you have a, a little boy or a little girl looking up to you, it's like, you better be on your game mm. because that's a soul right there. And if you're not stepping your game up, not only is your, your marriage going to fail, but your family, you know, that person's look, that child's looking up to you. Um, so I think it's just, you know, holding me accountable, making me a saint at the end of the day. That's what the blessing of a family is. It's, it's making you a saint, Amen. whether you like it or not. Amen to that. Cause the family will purify and sanctify you, mm-hmm. whether you ask for it or not. That's part of the reason why it's a sacrament, right? Mm-hmm. Makes. Yeah, I think one of the things I'm really excited about is, you know, I listen to um, some people talk and they'll talk about how having kids, your potential for happiness is so much higher, but your potential for like anger and sadness is also a lot higher as well. And I think just that idea, like that's why for me, it's like, what, what am I waiting for though? Like, why, why do I have to, why, do, why is it so crazy that I want to get married still in college and have babies right away. Like, why do I have to fight that? Why is that controversial for me to say? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the high, what else can you do? The, the highest thing you can do as a human being is create a life. Mm-hmm. It's not go to, I don't know, wherever they want to go. It's not go to Cabo and travel with your, with your newly loved spouse and going crazy and having a bar pools and all this kind of, it's just like, why? Why are you holding me back right now? Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the highest thing possible. And what I'm excited for is just teaching them how to be legends. That's it. That's, that's all. I mean, someone's got to teach them boys and men, and we also got to show them Fulton Sheen. You know, you got to have both sides. Yeah. And that's just the thing I'm excited about because we obviously going to take all the good things you guys did and just hopefully do better even with it. Yeah. And, you know, show them, show them continual swag from day one. Don't make them wear salt waters because they don't need to wear salt waters. <laughs> And just continue to, you know, build it up. You know, we're, give them some, give them some Jordans every now and then too, and just, you know, putting them into sports and just revealing all the things that we've learned and grown all these years. Because it's just when you have wisdom, you always want to share it, and you want it to grow, and you want to see other people do better. And um, yeah, that's what I'm so excited for, and just to see whatever those creatures look like is going to be fascinating. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm really excited. Nice. So, Jamie, let's let's throw back to you. What I mean, I know you're still early into fatherhood. I mean, mm-hmm. we just said, you know, Izzy's six months. But what's been your favorite thing about fatherhood so far with uh, with what you've experienced with baby Izzy? I think my favorite thing is just being her biggest fan, like seeing when like when she walked for the first time in her little toy, like just knowing that like that impact of her knowing like she has a foundation of someone that will always you know support her and guide her and all that like seeing that so far uh, in the six months you know uh has been my favorite thing um and then like just her she just brings me joy you know i get off of work i walk in the other room and i say is that my little girl and she just looks at me and smiles with her little two teeth and i'm just <laughs> like i just i love this this is this is this makes everything in my life worth it, you know? Um, and, and, you know, and, and there's, you can't go any, anywhere far from, from that feeling without, you know, my wife, you know, and it's the same thing, you know, you, you get that feeling back and forth. And like you said, you know, having a family, uh, 
there's happiness nearby and where there's love, there's God nearby. And so like, I always feel that when I, when I get off of work and I see my little baby Isabel. So, uh, that, but then moving to the future, like I, I just am so I'm excited about seeing Isabel grow and, and, and seeing her, whatever traditions that Bria and myself, um, instill in her and, and all of the, um, you know, the faith that we instill in her that she's going to carry once again, I think it's important as fathers and mothers to, instill something in them that they can bring when we are far gone when we're gone off of this world visiting our you know our maker sitting with jesus like i want to make sure that isabel continues the work here mm-hmm. and i think for me that's that's the greatest gift is that i always look at isabel and any future kids that we're blessed with that i want to make sure i instill the values that you need uh and and to make sure that you are following the church so that way when i'm gone the future generations can can take you know take the torch Mm -hmm. yeah i would say um you know for me as a father i think one of our there's so much i mean you're talking a lot of years um of of the grind and i think yesterday i was telling father tom you know as we're we're all kind of doing our little goodbyes and i was telling father Father Tom, because you must be so excited. I'm saying, you know, it's it's a big deal because of all the the sacrifice and hard work mom and I did to get to this point. I said, because we worked hard to change and break so many different cycles. And now we see not just this, your generation, but the next generation, the effect. So now there's three generations of that. And so it's, you know, when you can see God working like that in our family, it's huge, right? So it's like, um, that's been obviously one of the huge blessings. And then just to see the developmental stages, like, you know, we have, um, we're super blessed, right? Cause we, uh, and this includes your fiancés, right? Like we're, we're rooted in Christ. We're rooted in faith. We're rooted in family. And it's just like, man, this is what mom and I have been wanting so bad. So to see it like at the forefront, like to see it like that, it's like, phew, bring it on, right? Bring on, bring on whatever God, whatever God blesses you guys. And you know, the same thing with you and Michelle and with you and Elle, it's just like, we're like ready, right? Ready for this to happen. So let's move to the next topic. Um, you know, just cause we have, we're, we can get into, this can be a super long one, but I just want to speak a little bit about the faith piece, right? Especially with you, Jamie, because <clears throat> you, you weren't Catholic um, coming into both this marriage, I guess you were, part of coming into the marriage right. but but prior to the marriage prior to meeting bria prior to coming into our family that wasn't that catholicism wasn't a part of your life and so you know not to get into the nitty-gritty details but just that uh if you were to give like the the, the two-minute re- reader's digest version of that journey for you and and why you are catholic today that be mm-hmm. i'm sure there are plenty of people right now that are watching this yeah. right that are saying they're in that same situation or maybe there's you know um uh, a person that's considering or dating somebody on the other end, you know, so you just have a unique perspective in that way. I think my conversion story, really the title of it should be just patience. Um, I was fortunate enough to have, uh, Bria who's extremely patient and just so like soft and caring. And when I was trying to court her, like that was her whole, you know, thing. It's just, she was very patient with me and, 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 you know, it was just a little bit at a time. And, and um, so that's that's kind of, you know, the main part of it. But then as far as just con- 
the actual conversion, it was really hard for me because I was born into, and I was telling the boys earlier, like, I was born a, a Jew, and my father was very prideful to be a Jew, and he always used to say, like, you were born as a Jew, and you're going to die as a Jew, and all of that. So, um, you know, we were, we talk about, like, you know, God asked us to, to like, you, you need to leave your parents, mm -hmm. and, and, and you create your own family, you know? And if there was ever a moment that I knew, okay, I'm, now I'm, doing what God has asked, it was the moment that I was, I, I decided to convert and my baptism because my father, you know, he was, he was sad. He was upset about it. And I knew that. Uh, and I, as a boy growing up, you know, I used to tell him like, I'm going to, you know, I'm always going to be a Jew. I live, you know, born a Jew, die a Jew, all of that. And so all, you know, for him, right. You see your, you have to let go of your son. Right. And you see your son growing into, you know, a man. And at that moment, I think it was a re realization for both my father and I, like I'm now becoming a man and starting my own family and you need to let me go. And um, so I think that was the biggest, the toughest thing. And I think a lot of people struggle with that is who am I going to let down when I make this decision? Who am I going to, who's going to look at me differently because I, I decided to be Catholic and I'm going a different route than the, than my surroundings for 25 years you know everyone around me was so um but what better way and, and i always look at it this way what better way to show my love for my wife you know and my bride and and let her know like i'm deciding to to, to move away from this and and love you like jesus loves us right mm -hmm. and and i needed to prove that to her and there was many times where we were you know <laughs> we we you know it was it was very you know instilled like this is serious you mm -hmm. know and um and so as far as like just patience and she was always persist persistence like these are all words that come to mind about my journey and her just really guiding me and where there's love and i strongly believe this and i used to tell you this where there's love i think jesus and god is near mm -hmm. you know and so just bria and i loving each other um I think that was really the conversion and what made me convert because I couldn't picture my life without her. Yeah. And um, I, that, that was it for me. And I, I knew like if, 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 it, if she needs me to be Catholic and she wants me to be Catholic, then I need to learn to soften my heart and, and at least try. Mm -hmm. And when I tried, I was like, okay, this is, this is right. Mm -hmm. And then now here we are with a, blessings on blessings you know mm -hmm. a baby girl our marriage is great i have a beautiful wife that takes care of me and and we we just i mean it's just where how could this possibly be not true or not the right decision right mm -hmm. and so that's uh that's where i am well i know we're blessed um and we did we go we went toe-to-toe -to -toe plenty of times yes. on it and it's funny because um you know we were fighting for the same woman yes <laughs> right and uh so anyways that'll have to be a whole nother episode when we get jamie back on here but but it is it i think it speaks to um you know the the love as you spoke about and i think when um we are trying to protect those in our care right and you, you know this now firsthand with with you know baby isabel um it you know you're going to do whatever you need to do and so we're very grateful for um your yes and for you coming into not you know not just into our family but definitely into to holy mother church so we're very grateful for that and uh and welcome you home yes. in a lot of different ways so a lot of love a lot of love um all right so i'm gonna throw it back to you meeks uh, just as we kind of close this out the importance of faith um in your idea of fatherhood moving forward 
Yeah, I think the best example or maybe insight a father can show about faith is that it's a journey. And I think you showed us that it's a journey and it's one hell of a journey. <laughs> that, that thing is going crazy and making many stops. And I think that's the best thing. It's not like, here's what you have to do and you have to follow, here's a set of rules. It's understanding faith is a journey, that's it. And so you're at, you're gonna be at your own pace. I'm sure I'll have kids that get it real quick. I'm sure I have kids who just wanna be bad for no reason. And then understanding that idea and knowing how to apply that, but just showing um, the right way in your own example and then showing them that like, this is not what we do just because the Bible says it. The Bible actually says it because of another reason. So you don't just do things just because the Bible says it or because I say so or because the church says so. Understand these things and they can accept those and kind of see those things uh, more down the line and, and grow in those virtues. Because I know I sat with a lot of these things, a lot of these church teachings that weren't agreeing with a lot of the world. And I just had to sit in like the bus when I was like eight and like try to figure these things out <laughs> and you know really understand them. But um, it's because you know, you're guys witness and you're saying, hey, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And we can show you why, here's why. And then you kind of battle it for yourself. And then I end up just choosing truth, thankfully. But I think the best thing that, you know, like I said, that fatherhood shows that faith is a journey and um, we're all taking our own paths and and you sh and the father should be the one to kind of lead them on whatever given path. Mm -hmm. Nice. Keone? Uh, what comes to mind for me, just kind of piggybacking on what Meek was saying, I'm reading a book called The Fulfillment of All Desire. Um, highly recommend, by the way. Shout uh, out to Dr. Ralph Morton. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. But it's about the spiritual journey, right? And I'm looking at that in my own life and... Um, I think the term spiritual journey is kind of new vocab for me personally. Like you hear it out there, maybe in a retreat or a conference, but like for me to actually consider um, this walk a spiritual journey and like you don't just like, I'm going to make all these changes tomorrow and because I want to be holy and it just happens. Like God is giving you sufficient grace to take the next step, not to run the next two miles. You know, and so that's been a big realization for me as I continue to try to go, grow in holiness. And that's only something that I can relay to my children mm -hmm. is that you're not going to be a saint tomorrow, but I'm going to do everything I can to die for you and to lead you so that you have a better um, uh, footing through the journey of sanctity that I have um, carved out the path through the Holy Spirit, through the gift of fatherhood, um, through the church teachings that now you know at least where the direction is to go. And I trust in the Holy Spirit that I did my job. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, I see in you and mom that you did your job and the rest is up to God. Like you spent all these years teaching, instilling, being a witness, which I think is the biggest point. Mm -hmm. A lot of people forget that. Like they want to be the best teacher, but you got to live it. Um, and so you've done that. And then it's just, now it's just a relationship. We kind of just chilling now. Like I know my kids know what's right and wrong. And then you just let that go. And that's why like, I'm so excited to be not only, you know, teach them, walk with them through the spiritual journey, but to be at that point where, Lord, I did what you called me to do. And then, then now they're in your hands mm -hmm. as they become adults. Right. You said like that generational thing. So mm -hmm. that's um, that's what I think I'm most excited about with the with the faith and fatherhood in the future. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because mom and I obviously we did a, we did a walk or a little rosary walk um, uh, a little bit earlier this evening. And we were talking about that. Right. I mean, we're just at a different stage and a different season where. You know, we have to we have to listen, we counsel, we guide, but ultimately we know God loves you more than we love you um, because he's God. And so we have to just kind of continue to pray for you and put each of you, including baby Isabel, into his hands. Right. And we pray for his divine providence. We pray for his divine protection over all of us, um, but to also pray for each of you um, and the grace that's required 
to fulfill the role that you have um, as a husband, as father, obviously as soldiers for Christ, and then for you guys as you guys move forward. So I would say the the thing when I that I think about, I mean, this is a living testimony. Most people know my story, but um, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for faith and your mom, right? Those are like the two things. Her being an instrument of grace for God, but one hundred percent without our Catholic faith, this would not be happening. And that's um, you know, to me, you know, there's God has proven Himself over and over uh, with myself, with my marriage, with my children, and with now who your loved ones are time and time again. So uh, I can say faith and fatherhood go hand in hand. Matter of fact, for the fathers out there, realize and recognize that we do image the Heavenly Father. And so as Jamie stated earlier, like we're not God, but realize you will image God. And that will absolutely affect in a very deep and profound way whether or not your children, what kind of experience do they have with you, therefore with God. And so it's just taking that into mind that for all the fathers out here, we wish you a very, very happy Father's Day. Um, and whether you are, um, you know, a grandfather, great, great friend, grandfather, um, uh, you know, a new father, whatever it may be, spiritual fathers out there, we, we just, because uh, we're all spiritual fathers to somebody, we just wish you a most blessed and happy Father's Day and Meeks. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. So thank you all for joining us today. We thank Jamie for being with us in studio um, and for giving us a beautiful grandbaby with our beloved yes. Bria and baby Isabel. We love you, girl. Welcome to God's family. And uh, as you all know, until next time, get holy or die trying. <laughs>